शिला गुरुदेव पतित भवान की जय श्री चैतन्य महाप्रभु की जय श्री हरि नाम संकीर्तन की जय श्री श्री दाऊजी गोपाल की जय श्री श्री बालदेव पूर्णिम महामहोत्सव तिथि की जय गौर भक्त वृंद की जय फुल Like full nurturing, Krishna in Bhagavad Gita says that that moon rays are the ones who are giving taste to the different food preparations during the night. No? Rasa, and poetically speaking, it says moon is contained of of rasa. It's made of of taste, if you will. <laughs> so moon rays are giving particular type of taste, a particular type of flavor. So what to speak about full moon? So today is one of those full moons, the full moon of Baladev's appearance, Baladev Purnim Ki Jai. <laughs> so we are very fortunate to be under the shelter of those moon rays, <laughs> in the form of Balaram, Nityananda Prabhu, Anantasesh, as we spoke yesterday, and especially the figure of Sri Guru, which comes to not only give light in the darkness as the moon very properly so thus but to give a particular taste hmm? so these are these two general ideas we always find in, in, in the vedic descriptions one say one thing is get out from darkness another thing is hmm, put your embrace light in a very particular way <laughs> so asatuma hmm? sadgama get out from the unreal from darkness but entering to the light and our light is a very particular one no? not not only brahma jyoti but some other type of jyoti some other type of effulgence coming from the higher realm so baladev is representing in many ways this effulgent department of moon light that not only as sri guru no? taking us from darkness but giving us eyes to see and which type of eyes eventually first he may give Shastra Shaksu he will give the eyes scriptural eye how to see the reality through the eyes of revelation but the unavoidable result of that is a particular eye will appear there a particular type of approaching reality in the form of prem a particular type of prem so today we are celebrating all that also us being part of that divine uh, project very fortunate occasion so today uh, we are celebrating this moon full moon appearance of Balaram Baladev Balabhadra many names he has but many of them with Bala present there Bal Bal means strength as Guru Maharaj once nicely pointed he described Balaram as Bala's strength and Ram 
pleasure. So Balaram is one who finds pleasure in showing his strength. He said, which type of strength? The strength of doing things properly, of showing the proper behavior. So Balaram is, as you know, the Mariad guru, Mariad Purusha in Krishna's life, the one who is, is there to guarantee that proper behavior is there. <laughs> Every sense of the term, as Guru Mas explains, in the ultimate terms, he's guaranteeing that by looking somewhere else, allowing Krishna to meet with the gopis at this, uh, no, not this time, but at full midday, full sunlight there. So, Balaram means this, he's finding pleasure by acting properly. So that's a very interesting point for us, no? as sadhakas. Because sometimes our pleasure is every time we have a chance to sneak from proper behavior and do what we shouldn't be doing. And that's pleasurable. That thing is like kind of boring still. <laughs> so, so gurus come to our life to show how proper behavior can be fun also. Proper behavior can be really interesting. There's no boredom in proper behavior, actually. <laughs> so, but in certain stage of our progress, we are a little bit like misguided with this wrong false value, anartha. Anartha means false value, false belief that makes us think real fun is an improper behavior. And, and when I have to do what I have to do, oh, that's not so interesting. But we find in Balaam very different, very different example. So, so this is one of his names, Balaram, Baladev again, game, the, the god of strength. Balabhadra, the one who has so much strength, at the same time, very powerful strength. This is one of the main names described in, in the second chapter of 10th Canto of Bhagavad, when Balaram's appearance is briefly mentioned before Krishna's appearance. Three names mainly are described there, which are uh, Sankarshan, um, Balabhadra, and uh, Help me. Ram. Ram. So Sankarshan before first because he's like Sankarshan means like to attract. So like being attracted, being carried, being taken from one side to the other in the context of being taken from Devaki's womb to Rohini's womb. Now we will speak a little bit about that later. Uh, Ram. Bhagavad says he's called Ram, he will be called Ram because he gives pleasure to everyone in Gokul. That's the main meaning of Ram for Balaram in the context of the Braja Lila. And Balabhadra because he, he, he likes so much to show his strength. So, <coughs> these different names, of course, have very many, very layered implications there. Balaram, for example, receives his name Sankarshan, which means to attract. Mm-hmm. And uh, many Lilas are connected to Sankarshan name, for example. Also, attract means that he brought together two different dynasties from which he appeared, the background, family background. He came, brought together two family, families. So Sankarshan, like the one who brought some means everything, everyone. So Karshan is attract, attract everything together. Of course, we could apply this to to three gurus as well, the ones who is attracting everyone in a particular direction <laughs> to Krishna's service. Also, this is the famous Lila of Balaram attracting the, as we are singing now, no? 
Keshavadrita Haladhar Rupa, one name of Balaran, Haladhar, the one who holds Dhar, the Hal. Hal means the plow. Plow is in English, yeah, plow. Plow holder. <laughs> so with this plow, you know, this Lila that he makes the Jamuna, he attracts the Jamuna by force because she didn't want to obey his uh, Baruni like instructions <laughs> because he was a little bit intoxicated at the time. Divinely intoxicated. So this plow is a very important tool in, in, in Balaran, very symbolic instrument. We, we found these different particular weapons in Krishna and Balaram, in Braj. Other, outside Braj, they have some more uh, e- explicit weapons, no? like the mace, you say, mace, no? chakra, what, what not. But in Braj, no? Krishna's only weapon is Benu. Powerful weapon, very powerful weapon. <laughs> Creates so many uh, uh, incredible effects. No? Makes the unmovable Objects move, makes them movable entities like stand like statues, stamba, and so many other things. So this is very nicely narrated in the Benu Gita section. And mainly, the Benu is attracting, uh, attracting everyone's heart in Braj. So this is called Akarshana. Akarshana means attract. The very name Krishna comes from this root, Akarshana. We say Krishna is the supreme attractive, the all attractive. Sila Jiva Goswami will say Krishna is irresistibly attractive. I mean, you cannot resist. It's too much. <laughs> so, and of course he's irresistibly attractive as well. And because of that he's irresistibly attractive. <laughs> Krishna is the supreme attractive because he's the supremely attracted. Madan Mohan, Madan Mohan Mohini. We have these names there. <laughs> so Krishna mainly has this Akarshana function with his flute. His name is Akarshana Swarup, the personification of, of attractiveness. But Balaran has this plow. No? So plow also is used for uh, plow. It's also a verb? Plowing. Plowing. Okay, plow is also used for plowing the fields. So this in Sanskrit is called for cultivating, you say? Cultivating eventually. Make the ground ready for seed throwing. <laughs> and this is actually called Karshana. So you have Karshana and you have Akarshana. Karshana is the plowing act for make the ground ready, and Akarshana means attractive. So in this way, this is a complementary function between Balaram and Krishna. Balaram represents again, as we spoke yesterday, Akanda Guru Tattva, the very principle of of of, of the Guru. Samasti Guru, the, the, the total aggregate of all the possible Guru conception is there. And uh, as the Guru, as we said before, what's the main function of the Guru? First time, first step, he will start to plow our heart, huh? like to make the ground ready to take all the uh, non-organic seeds that have been planted from time immemorial <laughs> by the influence of <laughs> karma and, and gradually throw in the organic seed, bhakti latte beach, no? that will really give the real taste of the real fruit in our hearts. So first is karshana. Some plowing has to be there. And we, as, as we spoke yesterday, no? as students, disciples should let Baladev, Sri Guru, no? plow, uh, plow, sorry, unplug also <laughs> our hearts and throw the proper seed and, and take whatever it has to be taken out 
all these upasakas, like poisonous herbs that may be there, and, and so on. And when we, when that work is ready, we will start to hear Krishna's flute, Krishna's calling, Akarsana. We will start to feel some particular type of attraction, some direction. But for real attraction to be there, for real entering to Vrindavan, for hearing the flute, first plow should be there. So we should pray, pray to Gurudev, huh? please plow, plow myself completely, <laughs> blow myself completely, <laughs> so I may eventually hear that flute in, in, in the proper way. I may be, I may run to a particular type of calling of the flute, whatever may be your relationship with Krishna. That's what it means to really enter Vrindavan. <clears throat> so. First, you have to go through Baladev, no? as this famous story when Raghunath Das Goswami wanted to meet Mahaprabhu first, receive personal instruction from him, but he was not going through Baladev, Nityananda Prabhu. So he tried many times and was not able to train his association. And eventually, he met Nityananda Prabhu in Panihati, uh, and, uh, and there Nityananda was like, calling him, like, thief, you're a thief. No. Yeah. Come here, I will chastise you. <laughs> because the chief, the, the, the chastisement, what you wanted to go to Mahaprabhu without passing through my agency. It doesn't work like that. No? <laughs> First, Baladev, Nityananda, Prabhu, Sri Guru, and then one agency will take you to the other one. And in the same way, that, that's the way how, how Balaram actually appears, how it's depicted in Bhagavatam and, and especially commented upon by. Thakur Vishwanath Chakrabarti when it is said in second chapter of tenth canto first the six sons children sorry of Devaki are born and are eventually killed by Kamsa you know the story uh, of course there is some archetypal symbolic idea there also which what they do represent these six first long stories there Kalanemi previous life but I won't go into that direction but they mainly represent this. Sometimes the Acharya say, Kama Krodha Madha Moda Madha Mohalo. Kama Krodha Loba Madha Mohamatsarya. No? Last, wrath, greed, illusion, uh, pride, and, and envy. And sometimes they are connected to the objects of the six senses the five you know and the mind. No? So the, the, symboli- the symbolism there is first, this has to be death in order to go to the next stage, which the next stage, stage, the seventh one, Baladev, appearing, and eventually after him appears Krishna. So Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur comments nicely. He says, um, he says, Vasudev was in, in Mathura, and, and he saw, oh, Rohini is pregnant. Rohini is Baladev's mother, and Vasudev's, one of Vasudev's wives, not only Devaki, but Rohini is one of them. So, Vishwanath comments, no? Vasudev saw Rohini's pregnancy, so she's, he sent her immediately to Vrindavan, incognito. Some wives of Vasudev were in Brajim, living incognito because of Kamsa's uh, threat. So, the point is there. The point there is, actually, Balaram is... Rohini Nandan. No? But we hear that he is born from Devaki in Bhagavatam. As Krishna is born from Devaki, but actually we know he's born from Yasuda. No? You know this story, no? Like 
Krishna is born from Devaki, but when Nanda takes Devaki Nanda and Krishna across the Jamuna and reaches Vrindavan and makes this exchange, <laughs> with, he finds, according to our Goswamis, they just so they had twins, one girl, one boy, and the boy was Krishna. <laughs> but Jashodananda and Krishna. So the Vakinanda and Krishna merged into Jashodananda and Krishna, the original one, the Adi Krishna. And he took the girl, Yogamayas, you know. So, in the same way, follow this idea given by, by Vishwanath, this hint, Rohini was already pregnant. So, pregnant, who was, it, who was inside her, of course, Balaram. So, Vasudev sent her to Vrindavan, so we may say, well, but how is that Baladev was first born? Through Devaki. There is some explanation there, so Vishwanath also nicely comments. <laughs> he mentions, well, actually, Rohini is Baladev's eternal mother, but Baladev, since he know, he knew that Krishna was going to also appear in an expansion of himself, through the buggy, he wanted to render some service to that expansion. No? So he appeared there also through the buggy's womb hmm, to act as being, as we say yesterday, an antesesh. He will render service of being his bed. No? Because ananta is bed and also like like umbrella at the same time, simultaneous. Not only one service at the same time is not enough for ananta. Like umbrella embedded simultaneously. So because of that, Balaram, Rohini's eternal son, appeared through the Bhakti's womb as Balaram <laughs> no? and uh, presented this bed and umbrella. So after that, when Krishna appeared through the Bhakti, he has this nice, how to say, couching for him to recite. But after that, as the Bhagavatam also said, Lila Shakti Yoga Maya transferred no? Balaram from the Bhakti's womb to. Rohini's womb. Actually, Balaram was already in Rohini's womb. So what was transferred was this other, this expansion of Balaram Ananta, which appeared there and entered there. Like the Bhakti merged with the Sodhananda and Krishna. Do you follow the dynamics? <laughs> yeah? Samnanda will explain you after the class. <laughs> the point is, Balaram is born from Rohini's womb. So in one sense, they are not strictly brothers with Krishna. <laughs> they are not born from the same mother, but they are brothers in, in, the, in the deepest sense of the term, beyond bio, biology, if you will. No? So, so that's a, the, the, the conception of, that's the psychology, the village psychology and rustic psychology in Vrindavan conception. No? So we have to be sure they are brothers. Like Gornita, they are not born, born from the same mother, they were born from different even villages, how <laughs> to speak of different mothers in the same village. No? But, in the deepest sense of the term, they are brothers. So, uh, so what's plain the Bhagavad is that when Balaram was transferred, transferred from uh, Dubaki's womb to Rohini, or Rohini's womb, uh, everyone thought there was some miscarriage. Kamsa, mainly. So the, the idea is again there, no? For all the symbolic representation is there. Cancer represents, well, Fear. yeah, so many things. But yeah, <laughs> Asuric demonic mentality, mentality with the subsequent fear that will come after that, of course. <laughs> so when we have 
this and, and, and Baladev represents also Sri Guru and the, and the revealed truth going through him. So we may say that for a Kamsa-like personality, when you get in front of the revealed truth, it will seem as a miscarriage. No, it's nothing there. <laughs> it was lost. It died. This is the mentality of the Suric people. No? Truth is dead. There is not absolute truth. Whatever. This is God is dead. I have killed him. I will kill him. Whatever. No? But for the ones who really see, for the ones who had this prem chakshu, this eye of love, they will understand. Oh, truth moves in a crooked way again. <laughs> but for the council-like mentality, yeah, what comes from Sri Guru may be like some sort of miscarriage only, because they won't really be uh, understand what's the how uh, through Guru real truth is being born, some sort of pregnancy process, if you will. And we are in, in that process now. We are trying to get out of the womb of material nature by the grace of revealed truth that comes from Sri Guru. So returning to what I was saying before, these first six uh, children of, of Devaki were compared to these different tendencies. And Vishwanath Chakravarti says, Krishna represents, and for Krishna to appear, first it has to appear devotional tendency. And that's personified in Ananta, in Balaram. So after these six unwanted habits are, let's say, transcended, Ananta appears, which represents bhakti, which represents prem bhakti, eventually. And only after that, says Vishwanath Chakravarti, Krishna appears. Krishna only will appear where bhakti is there, when prem is there. So Krishna Akarshini, as we say, is attracted to that. So many analogies are there to connect Baladevs who also to... To, to the guru principle and to everything that it's implied that to hold that such educational process we have to go through as disciples by allowing him to flow you know, flow our heart more and more and more and so eventually one day attraction will be there flute will be properly heard and we will find ourselves in, in Brindavan <coughs> also well, also one name for Balaram, as you may imagine, especially the local ones, is Doji. <laughs> so Doji means what? Yeah. Do, do in Sanskrit is like brother. Some way of directing yourself to a brother. I always hear one nice kirtan, Bhakti Balak kirtan, I say, Jai Dao, Jai Dao, Jai Dao. Oh, my brother, oh, my brother. And G in, in, in Sanskrit is like a special way to refer to some superior personality. So combined, Doji means higher brother, superior brother, older brother, if you will. So, there is very nice deity in Vrindavan called Dauji. Maybe you have, some of you have been there. Dauji Mandir is one of the main temples of Vrindavan. And uh, there is very nice points in connection to that place as well. Because, as we know, Balaram's uh, complexion is white, but actually it's not white. As Gopal Shampoo makes it clear, it's actually uh, like crystal-like, like transparent, because as Guru Maharaj said, how able he is to represent 
Krishna. Balaram is for me becoming a little let me get out of the Lila for a while and become a little bit more technical. <laughs> Balaram is immediate by Bhav Prakash, the foremost immediate expansion from Krishna. It's, I mean, between Krishna and Balaram is basically no different except what's called Varmana Veda Prakash, which means difference in color. Which color means mood also. In, 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 in poetic, rasic sensibilities, each color has a, represents a mood. So, for example, you always hear that Radharan and the Gopis heart their breasts like red, painted in red. Also, the palms and foot soles, many red, everyone. And red means what? Rag, anurag, a particular type of passionate attachment. You know? So, it's not only one color over there and another color. Over. Everything is filled with emotion. It's important that we gradually try to to access that mm, proper understanding of that realm. Everything is layered with poetic implication. As we were saying the other day in, in the Julan Jatra talk, no? in Vrindavan, it's, there is no rain. Clouds are crying. No. Do not say it's raining. That's like Rasavas. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and there are so many layers to that poetic implication. No? For example, we, w- we could say now just the Shravan month in the, in the calendar started, which means rainy season, so the summer is over. So, Ninja, Raj. So we could say, okay, summer is scorching season, and that's all. Hopefully that rain's coming, but in the con- poetic conception of what's going on in the hearts of the Rajavasis, for example, we may say the summer is connected to the heat and fever that Sri Maturadharani is feeling in separation from Krishna. So that's her summer. And whole Vrindavan is not like scorching because of that separation more than when rainy season comes, it's compared to during Radharani's separation from Krishna, all her manjaris sakis were like rainy, uh, raining tears by seeing her condition and all the water that came from those tears eventually became evaporated, went to the sky and eventually became the rainy season. <laughs> so the Acharyas have given these type of explanations for us to understand. It's not only raining, <laughs> but so many emotions are expressing to each nature's phenomenon. So, going back to Balaram's complexion, his Bhartmanaveda Prakash, there's only different, little different between Krishna with color, so mood, as Guru Maharaj would quote Srila Prabhupada, Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead served, and Baladev is the Supreme Personality of Godhead servitor. Both are the Supreme, but in this particular angles of vision. But he basically is described as transparent color-like, because of his representing Krishna as mainly also described when Baladev has his Rathalila, He's only there, or goes to Vrindavan to represent Krishna after the failure, failure, if you will, of Uddhava's attempt of pacifying the Brajavasis. There was no failure, he was properly instructed, <laughs> but his mission of pacifying them was not so successful. But Baladev knew them, so he was able to pacify them properly, and also in the context of that he performed this Rasalila, but all of that in the name of representing Krishna as a secondary function in the context of 
the Goswami, what the Goswami is called Maryad, not Radha, Raga Bhakti. So, <coughs> so this uh, Dauji, going back to Dauji, has white complexion, crystal-like complexion. But when you go to Vrindavan, to this Dauji Mandir, very important temple, you'll find that Balaram's complexion is black. So what's going on? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Again, you you find many details also like this. But for example, you, you I have recently been in in London, and there is this Radhagopulananda deity. Well, many deities that Srila Prabhupada installed from Radha and Krishna, both of them white. So you say, why Krishna is white? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> where does it say he's white? So what will you say at that point? I heard from good friends. Okay, that's a valid point. Reflecting each other. But if reflecting each other, Radhanu should be black. <laughs> Idea for a new pair of titties. <laughs> no, that's not Chandan Yatra, that's some other season. But basically, that's the idea. Krishna white means Krishna is so absorbed in Sri Radharani. It's a complexion change. No? Similar to what Mahaprabhu represents, basically. No? And, and this is this famous also narration with Mahaprabhu goes to. Well, first, when Krishna, in Vrindavan, he's in separation from Sri Radharani. There's a nice story at Imlital. There's this Imlital temple in Vrindavan next to the Jamuna. And at one point, he's so desperate in separation of her that she sits, he sits you know, like a yogi if you will and tries to absorb union and separation and Krishna's uh, complexion becomes golden like hers you know? so that's like the first real trailer of Gaur Lila appearing Krishna Lila so after that when Mahaprabhu goes to Vrindavan some almost 5,000 years after uh, he goes for few days if you pay attention to his Vrindavan tourists just not so much so you may wonder why he's not going so much to Vrindavan it's Vrindavan <laughs> so he went to Vrindavan of course he's Krishna trying to not be Krishna he's God trying to forget his God <laughs> and trying to become his devotee uh, so you should be happy that you are a devotee. God himself wants to be a devotee and stops being God. <laughs> so, so he goes to Vrindavan trying to really culture this Radhabhav. But eventually what happens to him is he, he arrives to this spot, the very same spot of Himlital, where before Krishna was remembered Sri Radha. So now what happened was that Mahaprabhu was in the Bhav of Radha so she came to this Imlital spot and sat. <laughs> and in Radhabhav, she started to meditate in Krishna. So she became, she became so much absorbing him that her Mahaprabhu's golden complexion became blackish. <laughs> so Mahaprabhu said, no, this is not working. <laughs> this is reminding that I am Krishna and I want to taste Radhabhav. So he quickly left Vrindavan because he felt this is not fitting my purpose. So he really entered into this. Gambira for that. So, when you go to... Something similar happens to Dauji in Vrindavan. You go to Dauji Mandir, main Balaram deity there, and Dauji is fully black. And this means what we were speaking. Actually, he's transparent. So, he's representing 
Krishna so much that sometimes he becomes so much imbibed in the service to the object of his love he becomes like black. <laughs> it's a very nice story. And there's a very nice story con- connected to Daoji deity, if you allow me to share. Maybe you already know. But it's connected to Auran Sep, this Mughal conqueror, very famous for destroying Hindu temples. <laughs> That's his main fame, basically, unfortunately. So he was someone that really was desecrating, desecrating the temples and deities for establishing his own his own belief that was I am the supreme basically that was his idea so eventually in his destroying campaign he was traveling here and there in India and at one point he arrives to Vrindavan and he destroyed many temples in Vrindavan at one point he's, he's asking the local people who is the most powerful deity here in Vrindavan so his idea was I will go and destroy that deity and temple, so I will show I am the most powerful deity. That was his particular psychology. So eventually some some people say, Dauji, of course. Bala, Badra, Balaram, Balade, most powerful one. So he got the, the, the information, so he asked, well, okay, so where is the temple, Dauji temple? So the person said, just 15 minutes walking this street. Said, oh, very easy. So he walked because in Brindavan, I mean, if, if there's not straight street, oh, pray for reaching the place. There's so many alleys and crooked, huh? crooked. Love moves in a crooked way. So. <clears throat> so he was walking with his old har- army, well, looking for this Doji Mandir to totally destroy and establish himself as the real Baladev, God of Strength, whatever. <laughs> So after 15 minutes, no temple was there at all. So he asked some some local people. So I, I'm looking for Daoji Mandir. Where's Daoji Mandir? So the person said, just 15 minutes this way. Oh, okay, maybe the other one was mistaken. Bring down that happened. I want to go to that temple. Is there? Oh, yeah, go. <laughs> I remember first time I went to Vrindavan I didn't know that when in India they say like this they are saying maybe yes or maybe <laughs> sun in between grey between black and white <laughs> so I said I want to go I don't know to Radharaman temple it's that direction yeah. so I understand no it's not that direction so I started to walk the other side so I got totally lost after I understood this means yes but also sometimes means after that I learned it may be something else that apart from yes and no so we were ready for entering Brindavan. <laughs> so 50 more minutes passed, and, uh, and uh, our accept was just again no temple here. So he asked again, "Where is Daoji Mandir?" Just 15 minutes. No. This road. So again, huh? and like this, so many times he was walking like for hours and hours, and Daoji Mandir never appeared. <laughs> so this is at one point. Aurangzeb has a very particular, like, insect. He realized, oh, no, this deity, this doji, doesn't want to show me because I am trying to approach him with a, with the wrong approach, the wrong intention. I want to conquer him. I don't want to serve him. I want to destroy him. I want to desecrate him, and I want to establish myself above him. And I, because of that, I cannot never attain him. This was his realization. 
So at that point he began to pray. Please, Doji, if if you consider I am fit to have your darshan, please give me that darshan. I promise, although I have this fame of desecrating thousands of temples, I promise that from now on I won't desecrate any one single temple, especially yours. I won't do that. I I want actually to to see you and to surrender to you. And like this he started to pray in very devotional mood. <laughs> so after that he asked again, he said, they 15 minutes. No? So he was 15 minutes, Doji Mandir. So. Yeah. <laughs> no? so. And he, of course, wasn't there. He did not destroy the temple. <laughs> and, and, and he had some change of heart at the end of his life, interestingly. So, of course, the idea is the same. Daoji represents what? The real truth, Sri Guru, so many things that we were speaking these days. So if you want to approach that reality with a, a like, to colony, you say in English? To colonize? Colonize. Colonizing spirit there will always be 15 minutes left to, to get there. You have this idea, no? two fingers short, 15 minutes left, <laughs> but different examples are there in, in, in the scriptures. No? Go again to study Bhagavatam again, until <laughs> no? you really reach the proper material point when you understand, I have to surrender here. No? There is no other way, as we say yesterday, Namantaeva, Brahman, taught. Not all this useless excessive effort to trying to conquer and master the world through my calculation is totally useless I've proven useless instead of that as Guru Maharaj said I will put my head to the ground and by only that movement I will have so much much more knowledge than having my four heads trying to know it all Sharanagati so, even physically speaking, this mudra is so healthy. Once I, I, I heard, I didn't read the book, I, I would like someday, but I heard, I cannot recall the name also, but of one Christian saint that he was appointed to do the service of standing at the door of the church and just offering obeisances to every person that was passing through. And after that, he wrote the whole diary of all the insects he received, but just, just, quote-unquote, doing that. But just not like, of course, no? there was something inside as well, because if not, you cannot do that for five minutes. No? <laughs> so that's a very powerful, well, devotional limb, no? Bandana. Bandana also implies this, this point. Not only offering prayers, but this means offering prayers also. So, Dauji Pupal Ki Jai, Dauji Mandir Ki Jai. So, and also today, mm-hmm. uh, we are celebrating something else, apart that the end of Jul and Jatra, today's last day. But it's also one very, today we're speaking with Morley, Madam a little bit about it. There is some celebration in our Panji Canyon calendar called Raksha Bandhan. I don't know if you have heard about that. Raksha Bandhan. That's very nice and very connected to this, because this is going on in, in Brindavan right now in the in the Vrindavan, celestial, eternal Vrindavan. So this is one day in the year, what typically, in social terms, brothers and sisters hmm, get together, and they like renew their vows of loyalty, and affection, and protection. And prote- so they renew their vow, and, and they commit themselves to, I will protect you, and I will allow myself to be protected, because that's also 
maybe more difficult. Because <laughs> they have to be so much trust and confidence for allowing that. No? So, and this is also celebrated in Gaudiya Vaishnav circles in a very interesting. This is called Raksha Bandana. Bandana means like bond. Maybe we heard this idea of karma bandana, no? like bond, karma entanglement. So raksha, raksha comes from the idea of protection. Rakshi shati Bhakti raksha Raksha, raksha means protection. So and bandana means bond, so entanglement in protection. <laughs> I want to become entangled in, in protection. <laughs> so, so this is a very important point yesterday we were speaking about Saranagati no? so one of the main limbs of Saranagati is this one Rakshi Shati Vishwaso Rakshi Shati Vishwaso means Vishwas I will have deep trust Rakshi Shati that Krishna will protect me and of course this extends to the idea of Guru will protect me Sadhus will protect me and not only protect me if, if the house is on fire, externally speaking, but that starts by the forest fire we have in our inside. Samsara. <laughs> Torrential rain come to put the forest fire out. So, this Rakshabandhan has this very particular implication of of trust in, in, in shelter. So, that's connected to Balaram. Balaram is the god of of Vishwas. Vishrambena Guru Seva, says Srila Rupa Goswami. You should develop a, a relation with your Guru based on of a sweet type of confidence. Strong one, but there's some friendship also there. Balaram personifies friendly mood, but also personifies this idea of confidence. He gives confidence to the whole of Braj, actually. For example, in the famous uh, Kaliya Lila, you know this part when, when Krishna already jumped into into the Jamuna to he started playing in the waters of the Jamuna splashing like an elephant entering to the, in the to the river and of course Kaliya became totally enraged <laughs> and then and, and there so Krishna starts his well, whole pastime of for two prahars says Bhishanath is getting inside the coils of, of Kali and all the Brajavas are just on the verge of death looking, trying, wanting to jump to the Kali to get, get Krishna out and the only thing that pacifies the Brajavas at that point, you try to imagine the, the scene, no? Just so this just wanting to jump and all the elder ladies like catching her off and crying and two prahars, how much is a prahar? Like 48 minutes See, so it's more like almost two hours Krishna was just inside Kaliya without no one could ever see him just making the bow of the bread of us increase no? like the attachment to him so when he realized this is already too much for them I will go out <laughs> he started his Nataraj performance no? giving the gopis a trailer of what's going on what's coming in Rasalila no? I'm a very nice dancer <laughs> so, but uh, when he was inside the calls of Kali and all the bread of us were just Somewhere on the verge of death, on the board of the shores of the Jamuna, and some others were already fainted and on the way just by hearing what was happening. And very dramatic situation. And the only one who were able to pacify the Brajavasi was Balaram. To say that 
when in, in the Nanda house, in Nanda's house, everyone heard what was going on. Everyone ran to the Jamuna. But Balaram became in the house, stayed there, and started to laugh. You know? Like knowing, I, I know which the powers of of of, of Gopal. You know? I know. So he's creating all this too, with so many purposes. He already knew. You know? He's given the trailer to the gopis. He wants to increase the tantrums in the Brajabas. He wants to give mercy to Kalis, to the Nagapat. So many things simultaneously. But eventually he went to the Jamuna because he knew all the Brajabasis are just wanting to jump. <laughs> so he said to them, be quiet. No. Remember this and this, what Gargacharya said, Krishna will, is protecting always. So only when Balaram opened his mouth and gave this assurance, all the Brajabasis will calm down. Okay, <laughs> so you can imagine no? the power he has to, to to inspire this vishwas, this confidence in a friendly mm, flavor. So we are celebrating again Raksha Bandhan, which means this friendly tying based on vishwas of confidence and protection. So we could say that even Baladev is the deity of this Raksha Bandhan. <laughs> mm? And typically, again, the idea is that between sisters and brothers, they made this exchange that we can naturally extend. That this is naturally performed in, in Gaudiya Vaishnava circles between God brothers and God sisters and God brothers and God brothers and God sisters and God sisters. Like, like expressing this idea of untying, no? One little, uh, how do you say, rope? No, string, sorry. String, like say, okay, you please keep protecting me. I need your protection. And the other one may say, okay, and you also. And I also, like, commit myself to uh, uh, allow yourself to protect me. So that's a very sweet exchange, a very loving. Once I remember Thomas Merton, he said very nicely, we depend, our practice, spiritual practice is depending on the prayers of our God brothers and God sisters. He made this very nice point. I mean, we do not depend on our own. Part. We have to do our part, but main thing is the mercy that is sustaining us. A big part of that mercy is the well-wishing of our well-wishers, the prayers of our God brothers and God sisters. We should be praying for each other daily. That's a very healthy community exercise. <laughs> if you are really a well-wisher, you will be really praying for the success of every person. Not, not to wait, oh, he has a problem, I will pray for her. Or waiting that you have post something in Facebook, pre place for me, this is happening, okay, let's make a prayer chain or whatever. Daily, <laughs> it should be going on. No? Because you pray for yourself or for your condition, but your God brothers may be in a similar condition than yours, so you can join their prayers and they will join yours. No? That's, that's the idea. So this karma bandhan represents that. No? We are doing here, it's not like this externally. No? Sorry? What did I say? Karma Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was testing you. Are you doing this Karma Bandhan here? <laughs> if you still are doing Karma Bandhan, <laughs> well, Raksha Bandhan would be a nice replacement for that. <laughs> I don't know if you are doing that or not. Here is something suggested. We have time, yeah. Gurmash will end with the whole arm. <laughs> of course, Gurmash is our, not our brother and sister, but in one sense, he's. As he himself said, Guru is our dear most friend. As he himself expressed himself to Prabhupada. When I met him, I felt I met an old, very old friend. That we knew each other for a long time. So there is a type of friendship in the relation with the Guru. 
in the very in the very, in the same way that if you are a son, it is said that sometimes the, fir- the first five years, somehow, father will give the son everything that the son is asking. Give me this. I want this. Okay, 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 okay. But after the, the other period of five years, father will start like to adjust, no? correct. No, this no, this no, this no. So some balance is with the first five years. So if those first two periods are in the proper place, after that, relation between son and father will be like that a friendly, friendly relation. He's still the father, but some very nice friendship has been woven, woven there. So the same applies to us as children of, of Sri Guru, our divine fatherly figure. So some friendship is there. So we could approach the Guru Maharaj with 100 egg strings and pour off him like one hour. <laughs> and if you don't do that externally, well, internally that's the way of celebrating that because it's, it's not only an external affair, but it's a very nice chance of, of expressing our affection. And again, this important idea of Vishpas, no? of confidence, affectionate confidence, give protection and receive protection. That's a, a, an ongoing affair in our daily lives. I mean, it's not only, I will only be protected, do not ask me for, to protect anyone, or vice versa, I only will protect you, I don't need to be protected. No, I mean, even regarding Sri Guru, we may think, oh no, he is to protect us. And yes, of course. <laughs> but we, there is some way which we could also express some protection towards him, no? in the sense of, we should be. We should properly represent his teaching. That's a way of protecting his legacy no. with our example, with our words. So we are protecting what he's trying to give us. So, in so many ways we could conceive this protection exchange of protecting and being protected, but all of that in the in the context of affection, friendship. No. So Balaram is the this deity of friendship, so Sakyabhav, Vishwas, this confidence he's given to the Brajavasis, protection, especially in the form of Sri Guru. So, as you may see, we are today celebrating so many things, I said. <laughs> so, the idea will, will be like, I don't have time to celebrate, I mean, not enough time to do a full celebration, because so many things are there to celebrate. So, not one single day is enough, tomorrow we continue, the day after tomorrow, and in this way, our whole life will be spent in ongoing celebration. That's the idea, basically. No? Not only today we we remind, remember all this stuff, but every single day this will be really accompanying us, no? blessing us, protecting us. No? So this Rakshabandhan also is there, no? specifically, and no coincidence of the appearance day of Balaram. So, Baladepurnam ki jai, Sri Rakshabandhan ki jai, Dauji Gopal ki jai. So, now you have some, any questions, something? Before finishing? <coughs> This is just the appetizer for the full meal. The one at 2 to 12.30 and the other one at, at 4.30. <laughs> mm. 
No? Everything was clear? Can we explain again about... (laughs) 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 Okay. So what I was saying was that on one side we hear we hear of Krishna is born from Devaki, Devaki Nandan. He's been taken to Vrindavan, but in Vrindavan, according to the Goswamis, Jasoda uh, give birth to Krishna. And Nanda Maharaj finds Krishna, one Krishna there, another Krishna on his head, <laughs> and the idea is the Krishna that was born in. Mathura from Devaki was an expansion of the original one. Krishna never, never puts a step out of Vrindavan. So, the Krishna born from Devaki, Devaki Nandan Krishna merges into the Sodhananda Krishna. That's already known. You know that one. Okay. So, regarding Balaram, what's said mainly by Vishwanathakravarti Thakur in his purple to, to two or three verses of second chapter of tenth canto in Bhagavad, he says, Vasudev saw Rohini pregnant in Mathura, their wife, wife and husband. So he sent her incognito to Vrindavan. So, and some other wives, Vasudev wives were there. So after that, we heard that uh, Balaram is born as the seventh child of Devaki. He's born, but immediately is being transferred to Rohini's womb by Yoga Maya. So it appears to be a miscarriage. But according to what Viswanath is saying this, here Rohini was already pregnant from Balaram. From the original Balaram. <laughs> no? So the Balaram who, which was born, the Devakinandan Balaram, <laughs> was an expansion of the original Balaram who was already in Rohini's womb. In the same way that the original Krishna was in Jasoda's womb, an expansion of him was born in the back is born. So, when uh, so the idea, what I mentioned also was that uh, Bishwanath mentioned Baladev, of course, was born in Rohini. So th- this transferred uh, expansion from Devaki to Rohini was actually the expansion that was transferred and merged into the original Balaram who was in Rohini's womb. But Vishwanath says Balaram wanted to do this Lila for the sake of first appearing as Ananta, his expansion, Ananta, in Devaki's womb to, to serve as umbrella and bed for Krishna's expansion that will come after through Devaki's womb, render some service in the expansion form of what to speak about the service he will render in his original form in Vrindavan. So now it's a little bit more clear? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. I think I read in Gopal Champo, I think it was Gopal Champo, that uh, when Balaram was transferred uh, to Rohini's uh, womb, the baby she had inside got destroyed. I remember that I was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> so you can remain with my person so you are not so horrified, no problem. <laughs> I do not remember that part, maybe, because sometimes we find different, like, perspectives of the same Leela given by different Acharyas. One may add like the baby was there before and was destroyed, another one may add no, it was original and some merging was there. But the, po- the final point is Balaram is the son of Rohini. You know? Like the point they want to make from dif- whatever perspective they give is his Rohini Nanda. Huh? With all respect to Devaki, of course. But <laughs> 
mainly his Ruhini Nandi. But yes, there may be some other. And I imagine some other scripture like Ananda Brindavan Champu and so many others. I Generally when you go to those these studies, all of them like offer uh, uh, some particular likely different, slightly different perspective with some extra detail here and there. So, and once, as Guru Maharaj said, I mean, you go to the Bhagavad, but that's only like a, a summary of what's really going on. And so many even simultaneous perspectives can be possible. So it's not like we will, no, it was a baby who died. No, it was Balaran himself. You have to harmonize. <laughs> but yes, it may be possible as well. And I think for Brad Sundar, it will stick better the, this version. <laughs> more charming, more <laughs> sweet. <laughs> okay, something else? Was there anything more today in the calendar? According to my calendar, it was this okay. the end of Jewel and Jatra, so it's all And uh, Rakshabandhan and Baladepuri. Well, second month of Chaturmasya also starting. You, you would like to add that one. So no yogurt for a month. <laughs> like a cigarette. He's sending x-ray. <laughs> okay. Or about Julian Jatri itself, because it's I've I've never heard something about the ending, <laughs> particular end. No? So no more no more how do you say this the no more swinging now end of Julian Jatri. I don't think there's some description. Like <laughs> well, we could share some words regarding Julian Jatra. Uh, the other day I gave some class in that regard, but I was not here. And it may have some kind of connection, like why is this on? Mm. I don't know that one also. Say for But some words for regarding Jul and Jatra. Well, as I was saying to you, uh, Jul and Jatra, the first day of Jul and Jatra, five days ago, it's five day festival, starts with the. in, in, in what's the rainy season basically, no? with the Shravan month according to the calendar. So this Shravan month is like officially showing the summer is over. No? So with all the implications this has, as I told you, no? this happy seasonal rains are coming, everything is f- like flush, green flush. Okay, everything flourishing and everything is green again flush, and we're flush, flush. So thank you. So. Also, what's there regarding like the dynamics of the year in Vrindavan is there's one period when uh, if one lady is married, according to the uh, social social dynamics of the Lila, <laughs> Varnashram is there also at one point. So the lady is married generally at a very young age, <laughs> and it, he she goes to live to her husband's house. And generally she lives there with sometimes mother-in-law, sister-in-law. So this applies to Radharani. We spoke the other day also. She's in Javat, living with Jatila, Kutila, Abhimanju. Spoke the other day about how dysfunctional was that combination. (laughs) Jatila, Kutila, and 
Abhimanju. The three of them. I will always suspect him from Radha. She's having some some meeting with Krishna, trying to catch her, but every time they want to catch her, everything turns upside down, something new appears, and there are even some nice pastimes. There's one nice book, maybe you know that one, Chamatkar Chandrik, from Bhishmanath Chakravarti Thakur. That's a very nice book. There are four stories he shows there. And these four stories are very, like, funny also. It has a lot of hasya ingredient there. But also Chamatkar. Chamatkar means, like, astonishment. Well, it says in, in, in Rasa scriptures, Chamatkar is Rasa Saram. The essence of Rasa is Chamatkar. This, like, experience of, wow, what's going on? Not in a shvari mode, no, but some astonishment is there. So, all these four stories are very nice because they depict situations where Radha and Krishna are separated by some circumstance and they want to meet together, get together, and and the, the vehicle for that are people like Abhimanju and like this. When they do not know they are doing that, no. I'll tell you one of those. You have some minutes, yeah. 35 minutes. Okay. The swing is still there. We have time to go there. <laughs> so there's one of these stories where <coughs> Krishna was at, at home and, and Yasoda was preparing a very nice box with very pre- precious gifts and jewels and foodstuffs and many nice things there. No? So Krishna goes to Yasoda Mai and says, So what's, that? what's in that box? Who, who, who is that box for? For? Yeah? Okay. So she said, it's not for you. <laughs> she said, no, let's start with that. It's not for you. <laughs> so he, she starts, why it's not for me? Okay, everything should be for me. No, you know, a child is like, it's for me. It should be. She said, no, I will make an extra special box for you, but that won't be for you. That will be for someone else. Why? Why? I want that box for me. You know this. No? I'm summarizing the whole little bit. So much, many details like Krishna starts like, why is not for me and arguing with Dasoda and like this? <laughs> so eventually he he asks Dasoda, who is that box for? So she starts to describe, no, this is for a very special girl who lives in a very special village, who is born from a very special parents, uh, who, oh, she rather actually. <laughs> so she starts to describe, no, how she feels indebted to him, no, to her, sorry. She's going daily to cook for Krishna. Oh, you know this story, which is particularly strange because imagine, I mean, uh, I mean, one girl is married to one man, but she's going to cook daily to another man's house. I mean, it's very suspicious. You know? <laughs> What's going on? But there was some. You know, Durbasa gave the blessing. Everything that Sri Radha will cook will taste like nectar. So we just saw the is the queen of Vrindavan, and she said. Oh, Shurada has this blessing. I need her to cook for my Krishna so my son will grow very strong with her food that tastes like nectar. Nectar, Amrit also means immortality. So please come, come every single day to cook for him. And what to do? No? I mean, Jatila Kutila had no option but she, because Yasoda is the queen of Vrindavan. No? We have to serve the queen and the kings. <laughs> and, they, and they also think, oh, by doing that we have many gifts from them and our wealth will increase. That's like the main interest in the Lila. No? Abhimanju, Jatila, Kutila have more cows, have a, like financial kingdom expanded and things like this. So, <laughs> so the point is that Yashoda was making this box 
and, and, and she described to Krishna this for her I'm sending so many nice uh, gifts to her and basically ornaments were there ornaments like clothes, ornaments, jewels not so much food I said food sorry that's another question ornaments not clothes and different ornamentation was there so <clears throat> she she said to Krishna and this will be given to Abhimanyu who is coming just now here he came for receiving some advice regarding the Vaishya community elders on how to deal with his local cows and you know, some Vaishya advice no, he came to ask for Nanda so I know he's him he is here so I have prepared this nice box since I know he's here so I will leave it here and and, 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 and at that point Krishna was well, okay, but I want my box. So please, make my box. So, so I made immediately some servitors. So I just saw the servitor came and said, the people who brought the, the, the jewels and stuff for Krishna's box have come. Oh, okay. So I just saw the say to Krishna, I'm going to look for the, the gift for your box. Okay? So now you are quiet. He said, yes, yes. And so I saw the leaves in the room. Oh, the box is there. <laughs> And, and, and Krishna calls some of his Puyanar Masakas. Some Upanishad is there. No? Some sit close and I will tell you a secret. <laughs> so what they do is that they empty the whole box. And Krishna jumps inside the box. No? <laughs> and they close the box and they put like the nice enveloping like this. So eventually... No? Uh, just so the comes to oh Abhimanyu is leaving so I will give him the box so he, he takes the box and gives to Abhimanyu <laughs> and just so I said please give this nice box to Radha and, and this is the message with the box and she recites a mantra I don't know it by heart but basically what she says here I'm sending to you very nice ornamentation, ornamentation so you may decorate yourself with the gifts that are inside this box. <laughs> and in Sanskrit the word is Sringarabhati. Sringarabhati. Sringar means when sometimes you go to India they are doing Sringar. Means they are decorating the deity. Sringar means to decorate, ornament. But Sringar also means conjugal affairs. So the meaning of the Vijasodas, the implied meaning was this is for you to ornament yourself but also means this, this is for you to have conjugal inter interaction basically and or ornament yourself through that interaction <laughs> all those layers of meaning were there but Jasoda was saying that from their, her perspective for Krishna it was something else <laughs> and because of that he entered the box and Abhimanyu said oh and he took the box and was so heavy <laughs> there was one person there it wasn't just jewels he said oh this is so heavy so many jewels must be here oh we will become millionaire oh we're so happy so he puts the box on his head and he goes happily to his abbot carrying the box you know, like thinking about oh I will buy such many cows and bulls and my kingdom will expand in such a way and Krishna inside the box here all these things <laughs> so well to make the long story brief he, he arrives and he puts the box he gives the box to to Jatila to her his mother say oh mother do you know what I'm bringing here you don't know about that no? Just so they gave me this big powerful heavy box with jewels and ornamentation for, for Sri Radha so I mean you can imagine how much our kingdom will expand let's say kingdom no? our financial situation oh great 
so it's very heavy to, 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 to take the, the, the box. Jatila say, I cannot even wear that. So please, you have a man, you put the box in Radha's room and, and she will take that. So they put the box and they, they leave. No? So, well, you, you may imagine how the story ends, basically. No? <laughs> but the point is that Radha is there with her sakis and they go and, 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 and it says that Sri Radhani, just by seeing the box, she, her left eye and, and breast and, 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 and arm starts like to tremble which represents auspicious signal, something auspicious is going on. She said, what is going on? I don't know. And I'm feeling some sort of, of, of crooked joy by just seeing that box was going on. <laughs> so eventually, of course, they open the box, Krishna appears, no? and kiss every gopi, and starts to joke with them. And a whole like debate starts between them. Why do I'm, I will denounce you with Jatila. Like, but the point of the story is, I mean, Abhimanyu, the main person who is against no, Krishna meeting with Radha, was facilitating the whole thing in current Krishna. So all these stories are in this dynamic, no? So, and I was telling that because of <laughs> Yulan Jata. <laughs> so let's go back to Yulan Jata. And, and at this time of the year, this Shravan month, um, the lady who is living at her husband's house does it has the chance of going to her or, like original village and, and live at her parents' house for like a month or so. This comes like once a year. So that girl who was living at her parents' house, uh, at her husband's house, goes for a month to his child, childhood village and has the chance of like be again a child and be there with her like... Kumar, like remember the Kumar Lila living with her friends like this, and especially in the case of Radha, she was so happy of living in Jabat for a month because this dysfunctional family was there every single day. So many obstacles and tolerances she has there in the daily affairs. <laughs> so when she goes there, that's the moment where, of course, Kirtida and Brishubhanu Maharaj received her with such an emotion, and, and her friends prepared a whole swing no? to receive her and to celebrate those days that she was coming home back home like this so this is this swing that is connected to the Jewel and Jatra Lila so they have a very nice swing no? Shirada is seated there <coughs> and I don't know how but Krishna appears on this scene <laughs> I don't know how but there is one space left in the swing so Krishna eventually <laughs> sits there and they start this Jul and Lita, Lila, and, and there are different descriptions of this Jul and Jatra, mainly in Granta like Gopinda Lilambrita and Krishna Bhavanambrita, these Lila Grantas. For example, even different swings are described. It was not only one type of swing. But for example, it was, there was one described that it was like, not like this, not like you swing there and they go like it, but they were like one facing each other. So the swing went like this. Do you understand? I'm seated here, that person is seated there pointing at me, and the swing is moving like this. No? Not very expert in swinging. <laughs> okay. I mean, the general swing, I'm here, and the next one is next to me looking there. And, and okay. we swing like this. Okay. But there's some other swing that I'm sitting here, and you're looking at me, and the swing is like, like this. Uh -huh. okay. no? <laughs> so there is one description that in this swing, at one point, Krishna starts like to move the swing very strongly <laughs> because also the gopis were there but Krishna was also no, there 
So he starts to move the swing strongly enough that almost it makes like full circle. <laughs> Not full circle, but like this. No, so 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 Sri Madhuradani was like, oh, what's going on? So he, she's feeling like some sort of fear, and, and and when he was like this, when when the swing was up and was about to go down, Radharani's skirt was like opening, like a parachute. <laughs> so she had like to, not like to take the two with the two hands the skirt, but if she did like that, and this swing was going like this, she she was it was the danger of falling from the swing. So, but if she took from the swing, her skirt will. No? So the only chance he had there was to embrace Krishna, no? yeah. and that was the whole idea why Krishna was doing this actually. No? <laughs> so, <laughs> and eventually, some other leelas are describing the midst of the swing. You know, for example, after some time, gopis who were there also singing and swinging and offering different ornaments came with some like some type of holy appeared there in the midst of Jewel and Jatra as well. And they came with some color balls and that they started like to throw each other that that was contained of red flower pollen, these balls. Also were also like fragrant. Some fragrance balls but also color balls. So some war started there, no? So they started to throw each other <coughs> and and for example one gopi threw one ball to Krishna and, and the service of some other gopi was to jump and try to catch the ball so it doesn't hit on Krishna or Radha's body. So it's very interesting, Seba. <laughs> uh, but some others, when they failed to catch the, the ball, it, oh, it hit. And it became even more nice because, oh, next Krishna will clean from Radha this, this color and Radha will clean from Krishna. So even they, they fail in their service, it created a higher type of situation so no no losers still. <laughs> so eventually after some minutes everyone was colored red because this flower pollen was red so as I said before what's the meaning of this red no? rag in Sanskrit red means rag which means deep attachment no? deep affection deep feeling so everyone was everything was colored red everything was like permeated by affection and also the Acharyas mentioned that as much as the swinging went on, the, 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 the love that they both, especially to describe the love that Srimatra had experienced from Krishna, attained higher and higher positions, like Prem, Sneha, Manurag, Bhava, Mahabhava, Tiruda, Mahabhava, Atya, Tiruda, etc. Like increasing with the, with the swinging, the Prem was increasing more and more. A very carefree, celebratory pastime, no? Because you only will swing when you are free from all disturbances. No, if you have anything to your mind, you won't be swinging. Yes. No. So it also speaks about the nature of Lila. No, that it's really, uh, there's no necessity to do something, to attain something. But actually you are celebrating what you have attained. Well, in this case, what you have attained for eternity. <laughs> and, 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 and how you keep attaining that in higher and higher levels. So that's basically the idea of the swinging. No? There's no duty, no bound thing I have to do. Totally free movement, like swinging, no? celebrating like this. Some words about Jatra, but how it's connected to Baladipurnim and, and its end, that's for next chapter. Jatra ki jai, Shila Gurudev ki jai, Shiman Mahaprabhu ki jai, Harinam Sankirtan ki jai, Shri Daoji Gopalu ki jai, Shri Baladipurnim ki jai. Raksha Bandhan ki jai, Gaur Bhakta Bindh 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 